0: Welcome to episode 11 of the All Japan Women Destiny podcast. I'm your host, JD, going solo for this episode. This episode brings us to March 20th, 1986, actually from Osaka Castle Hall. Look, this is a spinoff of the Redleaf Retrocast proper podcast episode. Uh, we do have a Patreon that you can join to learn more about other Joshi promotions, such as JD Star, that my co-host Kay uh, has been going back and going through. We have my LLPW review shows that I have just uh, started here, so you can go check out, the, check out that. The free episode is up on uh, this podcast feed as well, and I encourage everyone to also hit me up on Twitter at BowlingJD. And let's not waste any time. Uh, look, I began watching, uh, going full on deep into All Japan Women about a couple years ago. And it was, a, it was a slow start at first. I had a lot to learn. I had a lot of uh, wrestlers to learn. Because uh, I think a lot of us, or at least Western fans, uh, my myself included, have seen a lot of scattered matches throughout the years. You know, your your five star classics of the of the women in the '90s, your Kira Hokuto's, uh, Minami Toyotas, and the like, but never in context. Started kind of in the late '70s with Jackie Sato to Jaguar Yakoda, whom uh, in our previous episode here just retired, uh, the Devil Masamis of the world, and for sure dump Matsumoto. And I must say, going through all this, and now that a year or two has gone by, uh, since first diving in, and really going heads on deep, reading through old Observer coverage, reading through uh, coverage of the time, the era, reading books, I have, and then listening back to my old audio of discovering and watching these things for the first time, it is just incredible of how much information I have learned and so many of the wrestlers I've learned as well, uh, and really gravitated towards as a fan and just seeing, and just hearing my own fandom change over time as well. It's, it's been a really fun experience, uh, not to mention that, uh, now I have context through it all. You know, uh, we're we're just into 1991. Uh, the new era of all Japan women is is upon us. On the journey, you can go check out the pro- podcast proper, and uh, hopefully soon this this one will also catch up with it. So it'll be a one to one transfer of information here. But now that I have context through the 80s and where everyone goes, and in the mandatory retirement rule, and and just the booking of the promotion and the stars being made, star failures as well. Uh, this this episode in particular is quite fascinating. So right here, it's March of 1986. And during this time, it is the start of the Grand Prix League. Uh, it's the second ever iteration of the tournament. And what we have are, it's a 12-woman round-robin tournament. So much like the previous year, uh, however, it was only 10 in 1985, that in, and if we remember that tournament, it came down to Linus Asuka winning the group with 7 points and uh, taking on Dump Matsumoto in the finals and beating her. Uh, the big heel, Gokaku Dome. In 1986 here, we've now got two, uh, two more women. We've added uh, the Red Typhoon's the dynamite uh, at least one half of the dynamite girls has retired since then you have the jumping bomb angels that are that are a year more experienced and they're ready to take the next leap and you also have yukari omori the other half of that dynamite girl tag team that uh, did not retire so you got the crush gals yukari omori dump matsumoto bull nakano Condor Saito. So you basically got all of Gokaku Domei. You have the better uh, Jumping Bomb Angels. You have the Red Typhoons in uh, Yumi Ogura, My Girl, and Kazue Nagahori. And I was not able to confirm the other two in the tournament. Uh, There's some information missing there. So we have the start of this tournament a certain push of a certain wrestler uh, has truly begun <laughs> uh, with this tournament. And we'll get into her in a second here. So just listening to my old, uh, old audio, uh, little did I know. Uh, maybe Saku Uno was in the tournament, but uh, I digress. In the opening match here, we have N- Bull Nakano teaming with two luchadores. So we do have, uh, in in early 1986 here, what has happened is we got some more uh, crossover between promotions, some excursions. So we got the Luchadoras coming back uh, from CMLL in particular, uh, and that's who we have uh, Ch- Salazar and Z- Zulema uh, coming in, teaming with the heel Group, uh, taking on the face group of a young uh, Kanako Nagatomo. She's probably the other person in the tournament, uh, but she doesn't really win any points there. Uh, she ends up retiring in just a couple, uh, I believe the next year, actually, uh, after this. So she's not long for the company. She's teaming with Devil Masami and uh, Mika Komatsu, whom ends up uh, going on excursion to uh, Canada into the uh, 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 Calgary Territory uh, stampede wrestling uh, with Yumi Ogura, uh, I believe later in 86. Uh, What's also going on in this same month and the previous month is the Crush Gals and Gokaku Dome members, um, Bull Nakano and Dump Matsumoto, are going on excursion to the WWF. Uh, mostly uh, Matsumoto and uh, Bull would go first. They would make an appearance against uh, 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 Velvet McIntyre, for example. Uh, they would They would wrestle. And uh, they were known as the Devils of Japan. So if you if you watch some old coverage of that, uh, you will hear. I believe it's Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. They're they're basically getting canceled on national television back in the in the in the mid mid and late eighties there. But also we get a tour in the Northeast, uh, kind of in New York and Boston, where the Crush Gals also join them. Uh, you can find some matches with uh, Don Marie and Velvet McIntyre and Linda Gonzalez to to name some names there. Uh, where the crush gals are there as well. And what ends up happening is uh Domei just does their thing. You know, you know, Dump Matsumoto does her thing very much uh not as, as weapon stabby heavy <laughs> as she is in Japan, but she plays a big 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 heel. And the Crush Gals play the play the big baby faces in WWF. The idea was they're building up their own women's division. You know, you got the Glamour Girls and Company. You got uh, uh, coming off of Wendy Richter and, and all of that. Uh, so their women are 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 growing. <clears throat> what ends up happening here is Vince McMahon and company see Gokaku Dome. They see the Crush Gals and they see them as too butch, you know, too scary, not, mar- not beautiful, uh, not marketable. Okay. So they, they send them back to AJW and they go, we don't want them anymore. So a very short term uh, tour for the most over people. Because AJW is, we're going to send our biggest stars over there. Okay. But WWF rejects them. They, they don't like him. And, This decision leads to uh, kind of what we see here, and I have my own theory, where this is when AJW goes, okay, well, if you want some beautiful women, we got a tag team for you then. Because, and it's the Jumping Bomb Angels, Yamazaki and Tateno. And this is kind of when they start telling uh, Tateno to grow her hair out more, because she's got a very short haircut to distinguish her from her partner, Yamazaki. And... Uh, from my, from what you can decipher of this is uh, as we find out the crush gals beat the tag champions the jumping bomb Angels who just got the titles in January defeating Dome and defending uh this decision by WWF to to uh, 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 <laughs> turn down the crush gals as as madness as that sounds. They end up getting Jumping Bomb Angels in exchange, and it leads to a lot of good uh, reactions from the crowd and getting even to, uh, later in the year, the big Survivor Series match that, that a lot of people know of. So this connection with the WWF kind of comes into a booking decision with AJW in getting the titles off of JBA here, because they're going to go on Excursion next, based on a lot of this. I found that very interesting to kind of decipher and and figure out. Uh, and obviously, Dome, uh probably lost the titles to JBA because of that as well. They were going on Excursion. And you don't want to and WWF has a r- real negative thing about showing other companies titles uh, in their own promotion when they have their own titles. Uh, at this time, the tag titles. So, uh, that's some good little perspective there, and and the 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 opener of Masami Nakano. You know, you're, you they're now building up Bull Nakano. She's changed her hair. Uh, she's she's taking the next step in her career, and the excursion has a lot to do with that. Uh, uh, get her out of the the rookie set, if you will. Um, AJ Dub- Junior uh, Junior Heavyweight Title on the line. It's Saito, our, the champion, taking on a young Akira Hokuto. Uh, And again, if you listen to my old audio and you hear me mispronounce things, I'm I'm just really having fun with it all, is what I'm doing, because I am learning these things for the first time and getting the context. And I believe this is the match where Uno, Hokuto, uh, gets her first title win. And you really see the support uh, with her and the crowd, even at a young age. You can tell she has a lot uh, to still learn and get in the groove of things. And I like this future title of Sense where you can tell who's going to be on the come up and who they see early on in their career as a big deal you know bold Akano had this title uh yumi ogura fought her for it so there's some hope there and now you have Hisako uno uh, kira hokuto so that's something to look out for uh the match was pretty short and sweet now the grand Prix goes goes on and t- from uh because there's excursions going on they have to move scheduling around and book this tournament a lot longer than they, than they normally would, uh, especially compared to 1985. So Yumi Ogura and Kazu Nagahori against each other here. And this tournament goes from, uh, April here until, uh, mid June. So it takes a while. And right here, you have the red typhoons against each other. You have a real fit Yumi Ogura, Kazunaga Nagahori is getting in better shape and, you can tell a lot of these people are about to go on excursion. I believe, actually, Nagahori and Ogura have just gotten back from an excursion in Mexico at this time. Uh, so there's this gap in information between January and mid March here, and it's because of those excursions a lot of people are going on. And there's there we 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 did a past episode where there was a lot of uh, where, where there was video in Mexico and whatnot. And uh, if you go back and listen to that, it's titled Excursions. In Mexico, and we talk a lot about the importance of uh, getting out of your own country and your comfort zone to learn different styles. So I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that. And this is a this is a typical booking thing that AJW does, and a lot of Joshi's do, Joshi promotions do, is they pit tag partners against each other, and because they don't face each other very often, if ever, or when they do, it's always presented as a big deal, and the tag partners never can beat each other and this is no exception. So this is not a new thing in say Stardom where you see a lot of stable members against each other and they go to time limit draws. That's exactly what happens here. So you get you get the old school booking there and the idea behind this is uh, tag team stable mates and the like know each other so well that because of this they're difficult to beat each other up. It gets very difficult for one to go over the other. And when someone finally does, you know on the totem pole that they are that much better than them. So you, you rarely see like a Mayu Iwatani going to a 20-minute draw against a Starlight Kid. They're in the same stable. They know each other very well. But Mayu is clearly levels above Starlight Kid. And when the time comes when they do go to a draw... That tells you that Starlight Kid has made the next step, and then you're just anticipating: uh, Will Mayu beat her again? And she's leveled up a little bit more, or Starlight finally beats her, and that tells you that she has got she's reached the next stage of her career. No exception here in the 80s. Yumi Ogura and Kazu Nagahori uh, beat the hell out of each other. I, I, I really love what Ogura uh, she brings to the ring. She is much smaller. Than a lot of people on the roster, it's very clear. She has a lot of uh, a lot of shoulder strength to her, a lot of bicep strength. Her 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 thighs are in phenomenal muscle strength because she's a she's basically at that height minimum AJW uh, had when recruiting people. While a lot of the other people on the roster are a good three four inches taller than her, uh, you really see a size difference in the main event of the jumping bomb angels versus crush gals, where. Linus Asuka and Nagayo are significantly, they're a good, you know, inch or two taller than both Jumping Bomb Angels. And they're also a good, they got a good like 10, 15 pounds of muscle weight against the Jumping Bomb Angels as well. And they really come across as legit fighting shooter type, type of uh, women as well. Uh, so Ogura and Nagahori go to a nice little draw. And that brings us to the next match, which in hindsight, Oh man, this means a lot, because it's Yukari Omori, the former Dynamite girl, taking on Dump Matsumoto, big bad, biggest bitch on the planet, biggest heel in the company, uh, always a threat in the ring, Dump Matsumoto's full samurai gear, as I mentioned in the original audio, and Yukari Omori is trying to now break out as a single star. And she's been slowly presented as such in past episodes on the classic journey, where She's slowly moving up into a singles role ever since her her partner uh, was forced into retirement due to the age rule. So Yukari Mori's coming out with football gear on. She's trying to come off as a more uh, more uh, Bishi Boy Butch type character and a force. And Yukari Mori is a big woman. Don't get me wrong. She's got height and size to her. And this entire match is built up around not just Omori's survival, but also coming across as a badass who could take it. Uh, now, my opinion over Yukari Mori is she is awful. She is one of the worst you could possibly see in all Japan women of this time. In the ring, personality-wise, everything. Dump Matsumoto does a phenomenal job just kicking the shit out of her and and doing every dastardly heel thing you could you could think of, including busting out the scissors referencing the old the old uh haircut uh feud with Chigusa Nagayo in eighty five and she's trying to kind of replicate this heat with Yukari Omori. There's a lot of history there with Dump Matsumoto in said weapons. And Omori is surviving. She's getting her haircut. she's fighting back she's bleeding. Uh there's 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 Dome on the outside uh trying to interfere and you got the Crush gals and and uh, devil Masami and crew and uh, trying to play interference, so it's a one-on-one affair. So there's a lot of walk and brawling here, a lot of weapons. Yukari Omori screaming, uh, trying to fight back, and then the famous image where Dump Matsumoto stabs her in the arm, and the scissors are just hanging out of her. It's it's a it's a it's one of the more famous things that I can remember in my in my vivid memory here. It's it's quite a scene, and Yukari Omori gets gets over with this with the crowd, and this match right here is the kickstart of her being a main eventer in this company. So Dump Matsumoto uh, uh, really does a good job of getting a new generation talent over, and Devil Masami plays her role going forward as well. And uh, uh, I really, uh, so since Devil Masami is the champion, I don't believe she was in this tournament and and uh, the winner gets to uh, gets to face her, or at least that's the idea behind it. So, uh, we, all, we all got that going on. And then our main event is, of course, the Jumping Bomb Angels, our 3WA Tag Champions, against the Crush Gals. And as I mentioned before, the Crush Gals, uh, not only are they super over and they're at a fever pitch in their popularity... Uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels have also taken the next step in their careers. They're now champions. They've held these titles for a few months. Uh, everyone else in the company is going out on excursions. The Jumping Bomb Angels are the key players in the promotion, and now they have been really elevated as as crowd favorites as well within All Japan Pro uh, All Japan Women's Wrestling here. So the Angels now have their own music. And uh, they got the big famous Jumping Bomb Angels uh, soundtrack, because uh, in AJW they're they're still also they've they've never stopped producing their own uh, uh, albums, music albums. Whether it's uh, Jaguar Yokota Devil Masami singing, Mimi Hagiwara singing, uh, the Crush Girls singing, they have their own albums. And it's around this time now uh, when the Jumping Bomb Angels have launched part of that album, their theme song. I'm going to play it for you guys right now. Cause if you heard this before. Yeah. It's very much of the time and they wanted them to have these songs so they could also take them over uh, to the West and have them as en- in- intro music However, due to whether it was copyrights or the WWF not, not wanting to uh, uh, utilize someone else's music, they just gave him basic kind of uh, Asian gongs and do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, uh, really simple music. Uh, it, it's kind of disappointing, but uh, I also have Devil Masami's music uh, that I can play for you that, uh, that she had around this time when she was champion, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But the point is, there was an album, and she had this song. Yeah, it's really cool, and I think I think we got to do a music episode one of these days with a lot of with a lot of these things. Uh, I believe in the past you've heard the Dump Matsumoto music. On uh, the last episode, I played a lot of the Jaguar Yokota music. So, um, you know, I'll get Crush Gals and whatnot. I'll get some album music songs from them. Uh, y- you get the idea. So the Angels are over. The Crush Gals are over. The Crush Gals have been denied excursion because they're not pretty enough by the WWF. And now AJW, this is all my interpretation of the booking and what what they were doing. Uh, Now AJW has to make a decision uh, for the Angels to go on excursion later in the year. So they're just going to get these titles off them and give them the Crush Gals. Now, if you want to go kayfabe about it, what I got from this match was the Crush Gals are bigger, better, badder, and moreover. Okay? The jumping bomb Angels, their weak link is unfortunately Norio Totano. She's beginning to show more confidence uh, before before these titles, uh, she would be kind of head more head down. Uh, Yamazaki was clearly the more confident of the two. she was the she was the prettier of the two. she was presented as much. she was more confident in the ring. and now that they've had these now that they've had these titles, just in the intros alone, you see Totano, now getting confident she's the first one out crowds mauling her her head's held high they announce her name in the ring and now she's getting up hand signals and putting her hands in the air chest out kind of deal confidence right and in the ring she's still the weakest out of the four easily out of out, out of these uh group of women here but she is pulling it together and she's getting she's starting to put on more muscle mass as well uh yamazaki is still, of course, the more mobile one. She's the focus of the two. Tatano is the seller, and the Crush Gals. Every sense of the word are shooters. They're going to the mat. They're putting submission moves. They're taking them down. Like, it's it's. Uh, they're having no issue uh, being in control. So the Crush Gals easily get the first fall. And then it works to the Angels' advantage after that, where they they do uh, quick double-team moves, the things that they're famous for, and Yamazaki gets a German suplex on, I believe it's Nagayo to win the second fall. Uh, Could have been Asuka, I don't don't quite remember. And then that plays into a much longer sequence in the third fall, where uh, of course uh, Nagayo gets a Tiger suplex and pins Tateno, the weakest of the group, and they win the tag titles. So this episode was fascinating because we get the beginning of the Grand Prix, You, g- we get uh, a new AJW champion in uh, the future Akira Hokuto, so it's a big moment there. You have uh, excursions happening throughout the company, causing a lot of booking decision changes, and you have the crowning of the Crush Gals, again, as tag champions. Uh they're back on top, and they're gonna have the they're gonna have a death grip on these things for uh, quite some time, and, and you can't really blame the company at all for it either. How the rest of this grand prix, grand prix and uh, unfolds is going to be interesting because Yukari Omori uh, will uh, be a name to look out for. Unfortunately, to to my fandom, so uh, enjoy the next uh, the the original audio as uh, I will I will kind of put some new uh, music here in between. Uh, to transition into that, and you'll hear my original audio, and then that will do it for episode 11. Alrighty, got a lot to go through. Uh, I'll try to go through this as quick as I can. So, All Japan Women Classics, welcome to the retro wrestling section of this podcast. Uh, this is going on quite a long time with uh, all of the uh, one-on-ones with my mother. That took up a lot of time of this podcast, so I hope you forgive me for this long episode. But it is the first one of 2020. Hope to make these shorter in the future. Uh, episode 11, 1986, March 20th, from osaka Joe Hall. We got a trios match of Devil Masami, Kanoko Nagatomo, and Mika Komatsu taking on Chela Salazar, Zulema, and Bull Nakano. So Nakano comes out with a, long, with a long-haired blue wig, which was awesome, and still has half her hair, hair uh, shaved head, but now with blue hair, so she's got a new sport and a new cool look. Uh, the more she grows, the more I love her. We are literally seeing her become a star and get better in the ring and more character. So that's cool. This is awesome. Uh, Masami is with two unknown young girls wearing just god-awful outfits looking like they were lifeguards at the beach. That took took a wrong turn somewhere. Uh, Masami has an awful black and white cow-colored onesie going on. Just doesn't look good on her. So not a good look for Team Devil here. At least the wrestling was pretty good masami uh, throat chopping the old luchadoras was pretty cool uh, luchadoras I should say then the young girls double teaming bull nakano with was a valiant effort that was that was that was fun to watch bad for bad for them Nakano is big and scary and doesn't give a shit about your neck. she wins off a high angle drap backdrop uh, this is followed by a j w junior championship match condor Saito uh representing monsumoto's faction. Uh, taking on Hisako Uno, of course, as we discovered, will be later known as Akira Hokuto. Saito had spiked front hair and a sick tiger-striped outfit. I quite like this. This is becoming a uh, outfit cast. Uh, costume, ca- costume cast. So this was basically a shoot wrestling match. It went really quick. A few back body drops, then a shoot-style pin for Uno to win. It was cool and different. I don't mind it. And Japan Grand Prix 1986 League was going on now. Uh, Yumi Ogura taking on Kazui Nagahori. Uh, both women trying to kick each other, uh, and at the same time, no less, running, literally running into each other, too. So this was really different to see. They do this as a sprint until the bell rings for a draw, of all things. So uh, both women are equal and not ready to move up the card is what I got out of this. I don't know I don't think they move on in the tournament because of this either uh japan grand Prix nineteen eighty six league match again uh Yukari omori taking on dump matsumoto so dump matsumoto never disappoints she comes out with the entire Gokwakodome faction all wearing ninja gear. And Dump here enters in full samurai warrior drobe, complete with a kendo stick in each hand. She just looks utterly terrifying. And I'm just like, well, Yukari's gonna die. <laughs> so to combat this, Yukari Amori walks out with an American football shoulder pads on her with just the most terrified on her look on her face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh... Once all the gear is removed, Dump has silver-blue face paint revealed all over her face. Jumps Yukari by beating the fuck out of her with the microphone and screaming into it. Absolutely a murder, and the crowd's in terror. Like, and it didn't let up. This was a massive murder. If she could have killed this woman three times, she would have. Devil Masami runs out to the the ring to, to kinda help. But mostly just look on and tear as Dump gets a fucking chain and busts Yukari open just hard way. Wraps it around her neck and parades her limp body around the ring for all the fans to see. It was like I was watching a a literal torture match. It was nuts. The entire roster then seemingly comes out to stop an actual murder from taking place. And having to restrain Dump Matsumoto. So then in the corner we see Bull Nakano with scissors. Okay and she's she's doing the the forehead stab, right? Like tick 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 tick. So that that busts her open a little bit more, Yukari. The people then move their focus right to the ref and dump. And then it cuts back and there's or the the ref and um Bulnacano. And then somehow Dump has the scissors. And these are not small scissors. These are like big shears, right? This was possibly one of the most Terrifying angles I've ever witnessed to this point. And it just elevates. After order is finally gathered. Yukari wants the match to continue. Because it was going to be thrown out. So finally off we go. And then this goes like nowhere. Because Dump beats the shit out of her some more. Grabs the deadly shears again. Goes after her hair. With now Chigusa Nagayo's out looking on. Even though she has a match later. Uh... Then, Yukari's now in the ropes, and Dump has the scissors in her fist. She looks at the crowd, looks at the scissors, looks at Yukari, and then just stabs Yukari in the side of the arm. And the scissors are hanging there, stuck in her fucking arm. Literally a stabbing now. I have seen... A stabbing from Dump Matsumoto in All Japan Women. The day has come. I'm just going, I'm in awe of this. No longer will I look at any heel the same way again. Like Baron Corbin on WWE smearing dog food in Roman Reigns' face? Pussy shit. He needs to force feed that stuff until he pukes, right? Right. And then stab him in the arm. That's the only way. <laughs> like, if you if, if there's not an actual stabbing in my wrestling matches now, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Weak. I've seen I've seen more more violence. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Show this match to somebody and just be like, yeah, this is um this is what women did in the 80s. <laughs> so Yukari escapes to the outside, everyone's brawling. Gets in Bull Nakano's face. Bull, Bull Nakano and Yukari are just at each other. And the, so Dump just revels in this. She's just laughing maniacally at all, all of her dastardly deeds. Clearly, no interest in the match. She just wanted to kill somebody. Uh, match finally gets thrown out. Crowd is going absolutely batshit crazy. Yukari is like literally dirty. Like, looks like she's been covered in in mud and it dried off on her she's bruised in the face and obviously the arm and of course she's bloody we've been over this how could you not be bl- she she's bleeding from the arm from being stabbed by shears she gets a huge swig of water spits like a shower and dumps face she even heart punches the ref out of the way the crowd was all about this they're screaming and tear they're they're screaming for yukari if this wasn't a Root for Yukari moment, uh I don't know what is like if you want to get someone just over from surviving a you gotta have someone as terrifying as dump Matsumoto and b you gotta have someone fighting back, and it's not their fault the match ended right, so uh, yeah, the match was literally thrown out from kicking too much ass, but hey, I cannot say I. Wanted this to continue because someone could have died. <laughs> and then we move on to the main event the Jumping Bomb Angels versus the Crush Gals for the three WA Tag Team titles. Nagayo has uh, new gear, looks awesome. It's got black and red stripes on the pants uh, with like this tank top onesie situation. Uh, Asuka has uh, a similar uh, fashion to it, but it's blue and white. So they're matching. Uh, Ichiki Yamazaki was a fucking star in this match. Uh, there she was doing shoot wrestling with Chigusa Nagayo, which she kept up with. Uh, she was doing uh the suplex spots with Asuka. when um Tateno got in. Well, it, it wasn't as good. Uh, so that was she was definitely the weak link link in the match. Uh, but it was all said and done. It was just very exciting match. it was cut out a little bit for the feed that i had a uh, points in the match but it was still like 20 minutes so just went on for a while it, uh back and forth two out of three falls uh nagayo gets the the first and then yamazaki pins nagayo for the second and then uh nagayo gets the third fall um all off the backdrops and the ba- uh no double team pile driver moves uh surprisingly enough uh a very good tag match. Uh, it definitely showed a high level. The crossbodies still look like ass because it's the '80s. They don't like stretch out their legs or make it look pretty. It's just I'm going to fly at you. Uh, so I guess in its own, it has its own charm in that way. Uh, crowd's just absolutely batshit crazy for this one as well. A very good feeling moment considering we just saw almost a murder in the match earlier. So, uh, so yeah, that was um, All Japan Women Episode Eleven. Uh, The uh, Dump Matsumoto match was absolutely insane. Insanity. Wow. All right.